Hello, this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 149 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast that I do about the art and things. And this one is about the art because we're going to be looking at a little article, an ickle article from this book called The Art of Peniel Orem. It's a beautiful looking book. It's full of beautiful artwork and it turns out that this this little article we're going to look at is really beautiful as well. (laughs) It's quite cool that. So the article we're going to be looking at is called Clean Character Design. And what I I do on on these little podcasts is, well there's about 10 of these now, these little article ones. And what what we do on these is we go through an article in different books, art books, art magazines, and we just go through through the process of the the article, talk about it. So I've got my notes, and what I'll do is I'll put the camera up above the desk. So if you're watching on YouTube at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson, you'll be able to see see the beautiful images because it is really beautiful. But even if you're just listening to the audio, it's still going to be really amazing this, because this article... This article is full of so many amazing tips and stuff. So, well, let's just get into it. Little Dennis is with us as well. <laughs> Love little Dennis, little co-host. He, what was I going to say then? Oh yeah, you can find, you'll be able to find show notes and everything at sophielawson.com because they'll have links to Peniel's website and all the rest of it. But let's get into this one. <coughs> Boing! Little Dennis, he, he can't wait for this. So we put little Dennis in his little house with Kitty. Ah, oh, they look quite... Actually, we didn't get any Kitty kisses. We've got little Kitty kisses, which means it is time for action. So let's get into it. <laughs> little Dennis and Kitty came out of their little house to play with us. So this book is called The Art of Peniel Orem. And you spell Peniel Orem, P-E-R-N-I-L-L-E. And then her surname is O-R-U-M, but the O has got like a line through it. So it looks like the number zero. <laughs> it's quite cool. But the book is so beautifully put together. It's It's got a, what's it called? A mint green, a mint green finish. And the whole thing just feels of quality, really. So you take this sleeve off, what you get is you get a, a dark green, which complements the light green really nicely. But you also get this thing, like a little sort of, um, what's it called? What's that thing where they like, they, it's like a, a little a drawing embo- embossed into the into the cover. It's amazing. So this article, what we're going to be looking at, it's, it's a tutorial and it's called Clean Character Design. So what Peniel does in this one is, it's a 15 step process. And what she does is she she basically goes through the entire process of creating a character. And the finished character is so beautiful. Really amazing. And, well, the process is so simple. There's a lot of subtleness in it. But the way she's put, it, put this article together, it's amazing. It's really fun to go through. So what I've done is I've, I've got my notes out. I got my notes from it, which I did yesterday. And the main takeaways I got from this one is, well, I've said the book is beautiful, her art is beautiful, and it turns out this tutorial is beautiful as well. And her, her process is beautiful. The whole thing is beautiful, really. 
that's quite cool, isn't it? The whole thing's beautiful. But there's also somewhere, there's a little image of Peniel, and she even looks beautiful as well. <laughs> I like that. So it's a beautiful creature creating beautiful characters, which is quite nice. So what have I put in my main takeaways? My main takeaways is she starts with sketching, not writing, which I thought was quite interesting, because a lot of people in the other articles, they've all said about the, the power of writing and the importance of it. So I've put, I love how each step has a description and a little drawing. I love that. Very concise information. Again, what I've what I come away from this thinking was she really knows what she's doing. She's done it so much to perfection that she can explain it really well. So she comes across as a, a very nice teacher. Somebody I would like to sort of study with, I suppose. Very fun way to work. She's taking risks, but she's got lots of little tips and ways to play it safe. This is also something that was in some of the other articles. Like one of the artists, what they did was they were drawing a, a character. They would use layers of tradition of tracing paper so that they could sort of mess about with their designs without without ruining the initial sort of concept. So that this article is full of little tips like that. An example is like, like she locks the layers of the clipping ma- and clipping mask and stuff. We'll talk about that in a minute. She plans ahead a lot, which I love. So there's a lot of playing going on in here, but there's a lot of planning as well. So she spends a lot of time up front to save more time later and like blocking in overall shapes first. I've put simple, fun, sexy and subtle. She's playing, but she's aware of the rules. And this article's really inspired me a lot. It, what's it say? What have I put? Makes okay. Oh yeah, she, yeah, really makes me, I come away from it really just wanting to draw this character. (laughs) really just wanted to start drawing which i think that's that's brilliant if you if you can read something and you get that feeling then i feel like that's success really because if you're inspired to start drawing that's that's amazing what what else we put here yeah well this is another thing she's made it look easy (laughs) that's the thing she makes it look so easy i i bet you when i do it it's gonna be rubbish (laughs) but i'll still give it a go and what else is it subtle that word kept coming up subtle 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 her process is amazing. I love how she experiments the whole way, but it has ways to minimise risks. Yeah. Oh, this is thing here. Like, I put this is one of the beauties of working digi- digitally. So we'll go through that in a minute. But the 15 little steps for this one. Well, there's 15 steps and there's also two little sort of... What do you call them? Like little tips or something, really. So the first step is sketching. Then she goes into cleanup, coloured thumbnails, background colour, masking colour, blocking colour, blocking details, adding transparency, adding lines, <laughs> lines, volumetric shading, feeling flushed. I love that, a little bit of alliteration. Feeling flushed. Adding the details, highlights, background details, and then lighting. So that's the process. And the cool thing is, each little process has got little diagrams to go with it and they're all numbered. So you, you always know what's relating to what. There's two little Brucey bonuses. One is a transparency challenge. We'll talk about that in a minute. And the other one is colour library. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. So what I do is I'll start by reading the sort of intro to this little thing, this little article, so we sort of know what we're getting into. 
This is what she says. This tutorial demonstrates my workflow when creating clean character designs using digital media. Although this method is not the only way to create successful readable designs, I have found it is the way I prefer to work. I like that. She's sort of saying there, this is the way I do it, but you can do what you want, which is, I like that. That's what, yeah, I like that. It's, it's almost like, have a go yourself. It might not work for you, but it might do. So that's the thing. Leave no stone unturned, isn't it? You've got to try everything. This is what she's also said. She says, I hope it can help you to find some processes that work for you and start you off on the journey to finding your own unique style. I love that. So the first thing to say is the, the finished artwork is of this beautiful female character. Tiny little bit, I suppose, sort of mangrish, but not really. But there is a little bit of it, like she's got big eyes. I would say very basic, big shapes, <laughs> big bastard basic shapes. But the thing is, there's lots of detail in there as well. And we'll, we'll come into this in a minute. She's, she's constantly working with, she's constantly balancing big shapes with details, which is brilliant. And also there's a very limited colour palette as well, which I love. And the colours are all pink with like hints of, of um, what's it, mint green. Yeah, I like that. So that's what we're dealing with. The first phase of this one was called sketching. So phase one is sketching. What we've got is we've got the we've got basically we've got the finished drawing, but in sketch form. So this is very rough. You can see all the sort of all the lines where she's been building up the forms and stuff. Very it's it's like a gestury sketch. This one. And um, what what did I put for this? So what I've put here is I've said. This is this is my little sort of takeaways from the first phase. You need a clean vision to develop her design. I like that because that goes into what's it called? This week's inspirational quote. This week's inspirational quote is all, is all about that. I've also put multiple sketches so you don't go with your first first idea. I like that because that's the problem I've got. If I'm doing thumbnails, very often I will do. I'll do one thumbnail and I'll just I'll just leave it at that. I think I like that. The thing is, what I found is, because if I force myself to do more thumbnails, what happens is the more you do it, well, there's two things. One, sometimes the more you do it, you start really pushing your ideas and you come up with something amazing. But sometimes, actually, what happens is you do like 20 thumbnails and you actually go back to the first one. <laughs> I like that. That's quite funny. So sometimes the first one is the best one. But the thing is, you want to play around. Because there's something else I've noticed is sometimes some of your later thumbnails, that you didn't use them, but ideas will come into it in the end as you start putting it together. So that, I like that. It's, it's like sort of, well, it, look, less is more. No, I didn't. Multiple sketches. Don't go with the first idea. Yeah, I, I like that. It's, it's almost like experimenting. Right from the off, she's sort of experimenting which I like that. She also says, have fun. Yeah, play. No pressure. There is no pressure at this phase because when you look at it, it's all, it's all gestury. It's very loose and rough and it only takes a few minutes or even seconds when you're doing this. So basically, just have, have fun with it. And the more fun you have, the more relaxed you are, the more exciting your things are going to be. I like that. The thing is, though, she starts out with drawing or sketching. She never mentions anywhere in this in this little process about writing, which I found very interesting because I, th I thought 
Again, this kind of goes into what she said. Just because everyone else does it doesn't mean you have to do it. She probably did try writing ideas down first, but she likes to get in there and start sketching. So just because a lot of people say start with writing, it might not work for you. So I, I, I kind of like that. What else we put here? Sketch is very loose. Yeah, well, this is amazing. Look, the sketch is very loose. The final design is is more structured and detailed. But the thing is, you can see the looseness. You can see the looseness of this sketch in the finished design, which is amazing. Because what happens sometimes is the, the more you get into it, the, you sort of tighten up and you lose the energy. She does not lose the energy of that original sketch, which I think is brilliant. So the next bit, the next one is called clean up. So what she does now is she's she's got her original sketch, but she's starting to clean it up. So whereas before we had all those like we had all like the 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 what do you call them? What are they called? The construction lines. That's it. She starts removing all the construction lines, and she also starts sort of tarting it up, making the lines look a bit cleaner and crisper. So what I put here is. This is what I've put in my little notes. I said, she cleans up the sketch. She used the word shape language, which I thought was brilliant. Because what I thought to myself was, the first phase, whilst there's a lot of shapes, it's more about the lines. So the first the first phase is all about the lines, really. The next the next phase, the second phase, she's still got, she's already done her lines. Now she's thinking about the shapes. So it's, I like that. It's almost like that's sort of, Start with your lines and then build into your shapes. I thought that was quite cool. Pretty as well, look. Oh, I love that thing. I love the word shape language or that phrase. I like that shape language. So it sounds cool, that does. And then we've also got here, less is more. So she, she asked the question, does this need to be here? I like that as well. So she's done her little design. She loves it. And then she starts thinking, does that need to be here? <laughs> so she starts removing things. So she's sort of playing, she's still playing with her design really at this point. And well, less is more, they all say that. Yeah, so at this early phase, it's all about the big bastard basic shapes. It's all about simple. You you add more details later. And then I've also put here, she starts to apply rules to the playfulness. So at this, at first she was just going for it and having fun. She now starts to sort of make sure that everything is abiding by the rules of anatomy. But she did, she mentions the word dynamism. So I thought to myself, even though she's now starting to tighten it up and make sure that it looks realistic, she's still sort of pushing the rules. She's exaggerating the rules. So she's even when she's adding the rules, she's still sort of playing around with it, which I like that. The next bit, oh, I love this bit. So this bit here, the next bit is, is called, the next bit is called colour thumbnails. This is amazing. This is amazing. So what she's done is, once she sort of tightened up her design, she basically duplicates it multiple times, and then she starts playing around with colours. Yeah, this is this to me is like one of the most fun bits of this. She basically, she can just play around. She can try different colour combinations, and it comes into one of the things later, because I thought about this as I was reading it, and then she actually says it later in a minute. <laughs> So what in my little notes, what I said is, this is cool. This looks like a really fun phase because one of them is pink. One of them's like orange and brown, I suppose. One of them's mostly blue. One of them's mostly yellow. 
the one she picked is beautiful. The blue one's nice as well. So what's cool about this is she can very quickly look to see how the colours work without sort of spending a lot of time. It goes into that thing again about how she's constantly sort of playing around. She's 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 always sort of well basically this process, the way she's got it put together, it allows her to sort of play around and experiment and see what she wants to do without investing a lot of time. So that not much time is getting wasted on these other colours. The ones that she's not going to use. And she says that here as well. She says these should only take a few minutes. So these are very rough and sketchy. So I've put mini colour thumbnails. I said I've never heard of this before. And I like the fact that she's still sort of playing. <laughs> so even with colour, she's still playing. And also there's no pressure either. So even here, there's no pressure. This is what allows her to play and be more free with it. Because because these are only taking a few minutes and also if the colors don't work it doesn't matter because she just she can just do another one she can keep doing this until she looks and thinks i love that color with this character so this is cool i, I love this for, for me this is like one of the things i'm most looking forward to doing I think this could be really fun where else have i put here all right look so as i was going through this article what i said was I, this is what i said i said i thought to myself you could base your you could base your color palettes off of other artists' palettes. So in other words, if you look at a piece of artwork, you could you like one of your one of your artists' pieces of artwork that you love. What you could do is you can basically convert that into a color palette, and then you can basically then use that artist's color palette in your own design, which I thought was cool. This goes into a little tip she says about in a minute called color library, which I thought was quite cool. The other thing I've put in as well is, well, this is what's really fun. So she's done all these little things. She's spent a few minutes on each one. She doesn't use the blue one. She uses a pink one. What I thought to myself was, say next week she wants to do another character, she's still got access to these little thumbnails that she didn't use. So she might look at that blue one now and think, actually, I really like that. So she could actually start using these, the ones she doesn't use at the moment, they might come in handy later. This is also something that happens with your thumbnails. You, you might not use your thumbnails at the moment, but f like in five weeks' time or something, you might randomly see this thumbnail and think, "Ah, oh, I want to turn that into, to, to, I want to turn that into a drawing now." <laughs> so even really, nothing is ever wasted. That's what I think. So the next bit is like a little tip. It's like a little sort of fun little tip. It's called color library. So what this basically what she does here is she's she's got a little tip, which is is exactly what I said. So she said, yeah, it's basically she's talking about color libraries. Is basically it's all about collecting color combinations that you like. So she says about having a folder on your computer full of photographs of color combinations that you like. Could be anything. She even says here, inspiration is everywhere. You know, you might eat like some grapes or something, or you might eat an apple, and you think, "Oh, the red, the red and blue of that apple is so amazing." Take a photo, and then you could use that for a future drawing. You might be outside walking with nature, and you see like nice blues in the sky or something. You might be looking at other artists' artwork. You might even be playing a video game or watching a film or something, or going through some other artists' artwork. Like I might look at this and think, "Oh, I love that." So then, basically, you you. If you're if you're aware of it, you can be constantly putting colour palettes together, which I think is brilliant. 
I like that. And basically, it's what I said before. Inspiration of colour combinations is all around us, which I thought was quite nice. So the next phase, the fourth phase, is called background colour. So what, what happens here is she's she's got her finished design. She's decided on her colour combination. She's going with the pink. So what she does now is she basically fills the whole canvas in pink. So she fills the whole canvas with the colour of the background that she's going to go with. So what did I put in my notes? Yeah, look how cool this is. So her colour thumbnails, they now become reference. So this little colour thumbnails that, that she's done, she now keeps that as a reference. So she can, she's got that up there. She can, she knows what colour she's using, which I think is quite, quite cool. That because for the rest of this, she doesn't really have to be thinking about colours anymore. She can put her attention on like the lines and the shapes and everything. She, she doesn't have to be f thinking about the colours. It's almost again like she's planning everything in phases. But what I put here as I was going through this bit, I said, "Why coloured canvas?" I thought to myself, "Why are you making the whole thing?" the same colour but as I've gone through it I realised why so the first thing I thought I thought was there's an article I did a click uh, a podcast of called I think it's the playfulness of colour I'll put a link in the description and stuff and in that article the artist was talking about the base colour the base colour is very important because you might not see it in the finished drawing like you might not consciously see it but you will always subconsciously see that colour the base colour is always going to be coming through and it's going to be affecting the colours on top. This comes into it later when we start looking at transparency and stuff. So that was the first thing I noticed. What was the other thing? There's something else she did later as well, which that made a bit more sense. So we'll come into that later, I think. And then what have I put here? In my, in my little notes I said, right away we have colour. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is a fun way to start to, to work, I think. Because normally... Well, the way I've always done my little Sophies and stuff, I've what I've done is I've always gone right through the character, I suppose, right to the end, to the point where we have the details, and then I'll leave the colouring right to the end. But she, she's put a lot of colour straight away, which I think is way more fun. It's way more fun to be looking at a colourful canvas than a, a boring one, like a plain white one. So I feel like this is even like a fun way to work, really. And also, it just looks cool. Yeah, when your characters... It just looks cool when you start getting colour in there. So I feel like this is an exciting way to work, really. The next bit is called Masking Colour. So this one here, this is very interesting, this is. So what she does here is, she's basically... She's got a character on the on the canvas. She starts... She colours in the, the character. So the, the character, all, all bits of the character, like the hair the arms, the breasts, basically the, the whole character becomes one big shape. So it's just one big shape. So whereas you would look at it and you'd, if you look, when you look at a sketch, you see, you see a head, you see hair, you see shoulder, you see a top. Basically what she's doing is she's looking at it as one shape. She colours it all in like a peachy colour for the, like the skin. And we come in, she'll talk about it later. But I love this because first, firstly, it looks cool. <laughs> We've now also got the characters separated from the background. But the thing is, that's amazing is she uses this for for like clipping masks. So again, what she what it does is it means 
as she's going through this, she can play around and experiment without ruining the the base, the background colour and stuff. And also, she can just go very quick with the colours without... Basically, all the colours are going to stay within this shape. It's amazing, it is. So in my little notes, what have I put? Character becomes one big shape. I've put the word planning. Yeah, planning ahead. And she even says here, this phase, when you're colouring this this big shape in, it might be tedious, but she said, what did she say? How did she phrase it? What did she say? Oh, depending on the drawing, this step can be a bit tedious, but it's worth it as it helps the rest of the process go smoothly. I love that. It's all about planning. I really love the way she, she works. So the next bit, phase number six, is called blocking colour. So in my little notes I said, the big shape now becomes a clipping mask. So what that means is, you can basically start, if you basically coloured that big shape in, you can go really quickly colouring it in. It's not going to go outside the lines. So she's, again, she's she's able to experiment with colours very quickly. I was going to say quickly. Very quickly without sort of having to faff about with the edges. She only has to faff about with the edges once the first time, which could be a little bit tedious. But all the rest of it, she can just go really quickly. So again, I, I love that. I think... It, it's a really cool way to be working. So each colour has its own layer. So in other words, what happens now is she starts separating each of the shapes. So she now gets her top, becomes one shape. She sort of cuts out the hair, that becomes another shape. So what you end up with is each colour is going to be its own layer. Again, this is like that guy who had the tracing paper. What happens is she can mess up, if she messes up the colour of that, that top... It doesn't matter. It's only that layer. She can do another layer. She hasn't messed up any of the other things. So she's sort of like separating each thing. This is why I'm going to be really interesting to see how she works traditionally. I'd love to see how she does that. We're going to we'll probably look at that next week, I think. So the other thing is she starts with her hair as that's most detailed. So all of a sudden she's now starting to think of the details. And well, what's it here? Starts with the hairs, that's the most detail. She said, masks help with changes later. So again, she's planning. And I, I said it, what I said was, she starts with the hair. This is why her hair is so amazing. One of the things I've always loved about Peniel's characters is the hair. Because the, the hair always, I said when I did my click look, the hair of these characters, it feels like it's alive. The hair almost feels like a separate character. And this is why. It's because she that's the first thing she goes towards. <laughs> it's quite cool. What she, this is how she said it in the article. She said, Now you will only be able to draw within that shape. I create a new layer for each colour and normally start with the hair since it's the most detailed element. That's quite cool, I thought. So the next bit we go to is called... number. It's phase number seven. And it's called blocking details. So again, what she's doing is... She's starting with big shapes and she's just gradually moving down to get smaller and smaller shapes. But because she's doing it in a process, it's not overwhelming. It's quite cool. So in my notes I said big, big blocks to little blocks. She's she's doing exactly what they said on SVS Learn. Start with simple and work into your details. She also talks about locking the layers. So what she can do is 
Like if she gets her t-shirt and it's amazing and she's like, I'm never going to, that is perfect. She can lock that layer. So she couldn't, if she won't accidentally start messing up that layer. So again, it's, it's a way of a sort of minimizing risks and stuff. What is it here? Works from big details to overall, but she uses the same process. Yeah. So at the first phase, the first thing she does is she turns the entire character into one big shape. And then she she clips it out into its own layer. She's doing the same thing here. All the little things. So all the little details are doing the same thing. Hmm. I love that. It's a really cool process, this is. What else did we... Well, the thing I love about this phase as well is what we've got is we've got a character with pure white hair, which looks amazing. And then you, you're now starting to get your details. starting to look quite cool next phase she started adding the colors of the eyes and the lips and it's and the next the next bit is called adding transparency this is really cool as well this is where the base color or the the background color starts to come into play because what she's done is the t-shirt or the the characters like jumper thing crop top it's got a wavy transparency around her arm so you can see the character's arm but you can also see the fabric flowing around it and it's transparent. So as she makes that transparent, the colour of the background is going to come in to affect it. So that's again, that that's like what they said in the other article. The, the background colour, the base colour is always going to be visual in, in the finished drawing, even if you don't realise it. What does it say? Look, oh, I like this. She said, outfit being see-through because it's a dynamic shape. Yeah, if she had just made, if she, if the outfit hadn't have had, it would have been a bit boring. It still would have been sexy, but the the fact that the outfit has got transparency to it, it makes the whole thing sexy. Because all of a sudden, her arm, her arm now pops. And also, you can sort of feel the fabric, which is cool. But also, the fabric can have a life now. Instead of having to follow the line of the character, it can have its own life. So even the fabric starts to sort of come alive, which I think is brilliant. What else have we got here? Number eight, simple but effective. Yeah, because all she does is, what well, all she does is, this is amazing. All she does is she colours that, that shape in, drops the opacity down, and that's it. <laughs> Job done. She lowers, she lowers it to 50%. She, she says, I created a new layer under the main skin layer, painted the shape, the colour of the shirt, and lower the opacity to 50, 50%. What else have we put? Yeah, base layer now shows through the outfit. It's really cool. So the next bit, we're going into a little Brucey bonus thing. The second one is called Transparency Challenge. So this here, what she's talking about, how she says, working with transparency is very easy digitally, but it can be a challenge when you're working traditionally. But she said, but... What she said, well, the way she described it is she's still playing. <laughs> so what I put here is I, f I said, feel like she's having fun. F to me, it feels like the whole time she's drawing, she's having fun, which is brilliant. Because I think that fun shows in your characters. When you're creating characters, it, if you're having fun, the, the, the viewer can tell. So I think it's important to have fun when you're drawing. So this little transparency thing, it says... The transparency effect is achieved very easily using digital media, but it can also can also offer a fun challenge when traditional paints 
with traditional paints. It's a great way to learn more about how colours work together. What I love there is, even though it's going to be a challenge, it, it, again, she's not. she looks at everything as nothing's getting wasted here. When she's working traditionally, she's sort of always learning and studying. Because she's going to work, she's going to, as she's going through the process of playing with colours, she's going to sort of build up her understanding of how they work together. I like that. What's the next one? The next one is called, is number nine, adding lines. This is fun now. What we get now is, well, the first thing is, this artist does something I love. What they do is they colour the outside of things, the colour of the colour that it is. So in other words, the skin colour, any lines that are sort of outside edges, contour lines of the skin, it gets like a darker skin colour. And then what you find is later on, like the earrings, the colours of the earrings, well, basically, actually, it's only the skin on this one. <laughs> and some of the other ones, yeah, like some of her other drawings, what she does is the outside edge of the outfit will also be a darker colour of the the outfit. So in other words, her lines are coloured lines. I love that. I've always loved that. It's something I, I'm going to be doing with my little Sophie's because I, f- I find it very sexy. So here we go. Look, emphasize high contrast, move eyes around the, sh- the shape, move eyes around the scene. Yeah, so what she does is when she adds the line to the character's face, all of a sudden, bang, you're drawn to the, to the face. It really makes the face pop. And this is the thing, it's such a subtle thing. So easy, so subtle, so powerful and effective. I love that. And she does it all around the eyes and everything. Basically, all the facial facial features have colours have a coloured line around them. What is it? Different layer. Oh yeah. Again, even when she's doing these lines, she's doing it on a different layer, so she can again experiment and play. I think she said here, look, sometimes drawing the lines correctly can be difficult. So again, I work on a different layer so I can change them easily. She's she's always she's always sort of thinking about she's taking risks but playing it safe, which is brilliant because that allows her to keep having fun. And it also allows her to experiment. And when you experiment in, that's when you come up with, with the best idea. When you're when you're not afraid of making mistakes, you're gonna be you're not gonna make any mistakes. If this was all on one layer, she'd probably be so scared of messing that line up, she would mess it up. <laughs> it's quite funny how that does that. She does the coloured lines, which I love. Each set of colours, coloured lines are on its own layer. It's brilliant. What that means is, in the future, she wants to change the colour of that. All she's got to do is select that line. She can like change the hue and the opacity. What's it called? What's that thing? Hue and the contrast or something. Vibrancy, that's it. Saturation. She can very easily change that the colours of that and it's not going to affect any of the other colours. Brilliant. The next bit, number 10. Oh, this is cool. So this bit here, number 10, what we've got now is we're, we're now starting to look at the overall thing, which, which is brilliant. And she also, she removes the, what are they called? The con- what are they called? The construction lines. So whereas before we had all the construction lines, she now removes them. It's amazing how much sexier it looks when those construction lines have gone away. So brilliant it is. I almost love it 
just as much at this point. It doesn't need any more details for me. But this this bit here, so she's referring to her colour thumbnails. So again, all the stuff she's done at the start is, is play, coming into play all the time. It's brilliant. Because what she does is she colours she colours in the shadows of the hair based off of the the little thumbnail. So she's already done the hard work at the start. And she, she did that when she didn't really have to be committing to it. So now, when it's a bit more detailed, it's, it's, she hasn't got to worry about it. She's already done it. It's almost like her past self is helping her in the future. <laughs> it's quite cool. What else have we put here? Look. Yeah, I love this. Thinks of shapes. So she sees the hair. Even though the hair has got lots of details, she sees it as one big shape. This is something that the artist Lee Hammond said in her book. When I was first starting out doing realistic drawings, one of the things that Lee Hammond said was, what you want to do is, when you're, doing, when you, when you're trying to work out the hair, you want to basically turn that hair into shapes. <laughs> yeah, and then what you do is, once you've got your shapes, you can work out which part of the hair is in, is in front of which part. So instead of trying to do all the lines and like that, you just look at the hair as, as big shapes, overlapping shapes. And then what you do then is, once you've got that, it's almost like that way you're, you know where the, the lines are going to be. And then you, can, then you can put your details in. And your details are going to be right because you've worked out the shapes, where, which is in front, what's in front of what and what. <laughs> I like that. So she's doing that here. It reminded me of Lee Hammond. Also, she thinks in shapes hair. Hair equals one big bastard basic shape. The details come later. But she's also putting the... She's separating... She's What's it called? She's adding like volume to the hair by one simple shape, really. Which one, what she does is she puts the background colour in, which all it is is it's one shape, really. It's three, three shapes, but really it's one. If you think about it like and and that really pops the hair forward it makes it look like you can sort of put your hair in it and play with it <laughs> even though it's very simple shapes and stuff all steps help each other which i think is brilliant and what i thought was when when she takes the construction lines off to me it almost felt like that's sort of like when you're zooming out you know when they say when you're drawing you want to keep zooming out so you can look at the whole and then you can zoom back in to do the detail. It, it felt a bit like that. When you've got all the construction lines, it's almost like you're looking at the details, really. When you remove those construction lines, it's almost like, at that point, you're looking at the whole thing together. Which I think is cool. And everything is, because she's done it all on separate layers, she can easily toggle these, these construction lines on and off whenever she wants. Which is quite nice. Because then what happens then is she can sort of, she might, in a minute, she might think to herself, where is the ear? Because you can't see the ears in the, because the hair's in front of it. But if she knows where the hair, the ear is, she knows how the hair is going to react to that ear. So when it when there's no construction lines, you can't see where the ear is, but she could easily toggle that on and off. So I thought, thought, thought that was quite cool. The next bit, oh, this is brilliant now. So this bit, we start getting little bits of sort of, what's it called? Little details and textures, I suppose. So this bit, what's it called? Feeling flushed. Ah, oh, the, the, the number 10. Number 10 was called volumetric shading. Yeah, that's how she makes the hair look like it's got lots of volume. 
pops and it's so simple that's the thing i love it i love it it's so simple because all she's got to do is all she has to do is put the hair into one big shape and then work out the background shape so there's really only two shapes there and one shape is in front one's at the back the one at back gets a darker color or darker tone that's cool that is and then later on she can add in all the details start adding all the lines and all the lines are going to follow the sh the big shapes so she doesn't she can basically at every single phase she can play because at the end when she's putting her lines of the hair in she can just go for it because she knows she she knows the lines are going to follow where they should be she hasn't got to be thinking about where are the lines going because the big shapes are telling her this is what i'm saying she's really thought about this it's a beautiful process it is the next one is called feeling flushed so this one what i put in my notes i said highlights so she highlights the flushed color now i love this what she's doing here is again she's playing she's playing because she's making up where she puts these colors but they're sort of following rules what she says what how does she say this she says one of my favorite techniques is to add a bit of flushed color to the cheeks shoulder and nose if I show more of a character, I also like to add a touch of colour to the fingertips, toes and knees. So you sort of think, well, why did she pick those out? And this is what she said. A general guideline I follow is to give a little flush of pink to the colder extremities of the body with less blood circulation. How, is ama how amazing is that? She's, she's basically, she's not just making it up. She's, she's sort of, she's, she knows where things should be. But she can still play around with it. It's cool, that is. What have I put here? Oh, yeah, look. So these little bits of colour, again, they're very subtle, but it really brings the colour to li the character to life. And also, it makes things feel like they're sort of... It feels like you can start pinching the nose. Whereas before, the, the nose was very flat. It almost didn't exist. All of a sudden now, we've started to get sort of a bit of volume. And it's very simple as well. Just a little bit of thing there. <laughs> it's quite cool. Where else is it here? Look. Oh, yeah, I like that. So, what have I put? I said, again, she's following rules, but she's playing. I love that. And the character's really looking cool now. Really looking cool. Then the next bit, we're into the final four phases. So, phase number 12, step number 12, is called adding details. Oh, little kitty's falling on the floor. <laughs> little kitty she fell on the floor what's this bit here adding details what have i put in my notes number 12 emphasizes design by playing with details always playing she is and it also goes right back to the first phase right at the start she said what she said she said every line i draw is based on rules of anatomy with dynamism in mind so even now right at the end she, when she's adding the details she's still thinking about emphasizing for, for dynamic for dynamicness if that's a word emphasizing the design by playing with details what need oh now how cool is this look at this point she starts adding she starts asking herself what needs to be adding what needs to be added to make this character pop so for instance she adds in earrings so what i loved here was what i thought was amazing is right at the start She's at the first phase when she's tightening up lines. She's asking herself, "What does this really need to be here?" Yeah, 
does this really need to be here? Less is more. By the end of it, she starts asking herself, what needs to be here? How, how funny is that? So at the start, it's very simple. So now she starts asking herself, does there need to be a light? Again, this goes into that thing. Because she knows where the breast is, because she can toggle that on and off with her sketch thing. With her little sketch, she can see she can see where the breasts are. She, she she sort of she sort of knows she sort of thinks to herself, what line do I need on the fabric to sort of emphasise the curviness of her breast, or to really show its its transparent fabric, or to show that it's flowing in light fabric. So she starts thinking about what needs to be there, and again it's very subtle. It's one two three four five five little lines. That's all, five little wavy curvy lines which follow the form. So it really gives the character like volume. But I just found it really funny how right at the start she was asking, she's basically taking things away. And then by at the end she starts adding things. <laughs> it's cool. What else is here? Texture, props, hair. Oh, this is brilliant. So when she's asking what needs to be, what do I need to add to make this character pop and add volume? She, she thinks about textures props and the hair strands so what i thought to myself was who was it one of the other articles we were talking about props characters having props and i said about how props are like telling a story when i go out sometimes taking like little modeling photos sometimes i'll have an umbrella with me like a little oriental umbrella it's amazing how having that prop changes the way you sort of you move and stuff like that so this is the thing for gear. By this character having big hooped earrings, it sort of gives the character, well, it gives the character character. So props sort of have a story about them, which I think is brilliant. It's the same with the hair, the texture as well. The hair and the texture, it sort of, it, it, it gives, it gives, well, what do you call it? Well, does it give a story? I suppose it does in a way. All the lines on the hair, it tells the story of what the hair's doing. <laughs> That's quite cool. So we'll put here, look. Her earrings gives her personality. And you start thinking about, you start thinking she's this sort of a girl. Yeah, big souped, well, when I think of big hooped earrings like this, I think of like a party girl. So those big hooped earrings have sort of, for me, it's turned this character into some sort of like party girl. So I thought it, I thought it was amazing that. Anything else here? The texture is very subtle because if you look at the um, the outfit, it's got like a little bit of sort of sprinkly sprinkliness on it. It's just enough to make it have a texture, but it's not really. You can't. It's very subtle. Same with the hair as well, and the same with her little freckles. She's got these little freckles on her face, which is quite nice. It's all very subtle super subtle it is the next the next phase is called highlights oh now this is unbelievable this bit look at this look so what we've got here is the character all of a sudden bang she puts these white highlights around the outside of one of the characters so firstly that's the lighting the thing is though it makes the character pop it's it's amazing and again the thing here is it's so simple all it is is a little line it's this little white line following the right side of the character and that thing just makes the character really pop.
if you, if you look at the if you see the, if you saw the two characters side by side it's amazing how that little thing there that little white line really it, it's amazing and I, when I put my notes down I said wow I love this I, I just thought that was amazing and again because she's been working everything with layers all she's got to do here all she's got to do I know what she's got to do all she's got to do is go into the layer where she's done the skin because she made the lines of the skin be separate layers all she's got to do is duplicate that layer chop chop the bit off the right off the left off and then all she's got to do is, is she can color that in white <laughs> so she hasn't really even got to draw that she can just use what she's already done what else have we got here look she separates the character with big white line on one side what it does is it, it pulls the character forward off the background yeah it, it pulls the character off the background she particularly talks about the it it makes the transparent costume or the outfit it makes the, the costume pop but the thing is what i love is it's the character is still unified with the background because the color of the, the background is inside of the inside of the transparency-ness and also it's, it's in the character brilliant so even though she separated the outfit from the background it's still unified with it because of the color it's brilliant i said that base color that base color brings unity that base color is powerful i think so, what, look, so she puts one big white line down one side pulls her pulls the character forward but keeps her unified with the background brilliant the next bit background details this is this is so this character is such a beautiful character so all of a sudden what she does now is she again she's you could even say she's doing that thing again what needs to be there she's asking what needs to be here and she she want what she wants is she wants something a bit more exciting in the background so this one here contrast helps things pop so she wants uh she went with a green Oh, this is brilliant as well, this bit. Watch this. She, what she done was she put a green leaf in the background, which kind of unifies with the eyes as well, because the character's got green eyes. <laughs> but the thing is, this green is so beautiful with this pink. And it goes back to the thumbnail. She'd already worked out the colours that she was going to be using there. Actually, that's quite interesting. In the coloured thumbnail, the colour of the leaf was the same colour as the eyes. In the finished drawing, she changed it slightly. I wonder why she done that. I, I would have left it the same, I think. But that colour green of the leaf is su such a nice colour. Now, what, I've done, what, was, what I said here was, look, the green leaf. So, again, the leaf has a vibe and a story. So, even the thing, even the sort of, what do you call it, background details, has a story. The fact that it's a leaf, to me, that what that does is it, it makes me feel like this character is sort of connected with nature. So we've got a character that's a party animal, but she's connected with nature, which I thought was quite nice. Because if she had put, say, I don't know, she could have put like a big, what do you call it? A big like musical, what are they called? Those, what are those things called? Those musical symbols. She could have put one of those there and you, you would have then had a completely different vibe about this. Because you would have thought, felt like, oh, she's at, a, she's at a nightclub or something with party music. So even the background has a story about it. And the other thing I put, oh, this is cool as well. So she didn't just use green for the sake of it. She used green 
because it's the complementary colour on the colour wheel, green and pink. So again, she's thinking about, she's, she's following rules as well. It's brilliant, it is. Subtle, I put the word subtle again. There's a light border around the whole character. Oh, this is cool as well, look. There's a light border around the whole character, which softens it, but it helps to highlight the transparency, transparent top. So what we've got is we've got this light colour going around the whole character. Which really sort of, it does, it makes the outfit feel like it's, well it separates it from the background, but it also makes it feel very light and like delicate fabric. That's what I think. What else did I put in my notes? Oh, what's it? All being pink is so cool. Little bit of green really pops. Yeah, the green really pops. Because there's so much pink in this, it makes the green even more powerful. Because if the character had, had a green top, it, it wouldn't have worked, I don't think. Well, it might have done. What else have we got here, look? Little bit of green really pops. Less is more. I love limited colour palettes and pastel tones. That's something I've noticed. One of my favourite things is pastel colours and and limit I feel like less colours is always the best thing. Sometimes you get you get artwork with loads of colours and I always feel like there's too much. The thing is, sometimes it does work. So even this, even that is like a rule that you can break. Because the one of the cover issue seventy seven of the Imagine FX magazine it's a it's a future video i've already recorded it the cover is full of so much color there's yellow blue green brown there's so many different colors and normally i would say i don't there's too many colors the thing is they had a way of bringing it all together so even that isn't even though i love limited color palettes the thing is even that is you know even that isn't a rule <laughs> you can still sort of play around and it's not it doesn't have to be that a certain way which I think is cool and now we're on to the last phase as well so the last bit is called lighting and well this one we've is the finished drawing so what she's doing now is oh, I'll put my notes thinking about the overall oh this is brilliant as well so even her lighting she's got cool and warm colors no it's not what it is is she's got cool and warm colours in her lighting. But what what it is is even in her colours, she's she's using the colour wheel. Because what she does is she uses a warm purple and a cooled a cool yellow. But what I realised was, she didn't say this, but what I realised was yellow and purple are complementary colours on the colour wheel. So even when she's doing her lighting, she's she's abiding by rules. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? What else have we got here? Imagine effects, cool and warm, not just colours but also lighting. That was something else, that was something in one of the other articles. What, what it was was in one of these other articles, they were aware of where they put warm colours in the lighting because, what is it, cool goes backwards I think, warm comes forward. So if you want something to go backwards, you want to use your cool colours. I think that's the right way, I think it's that way warm and cool but one of them goes forward one goes back and they said about that in that imagine effects magazine so she's doing that here as well but the thing i've put here is why warm purple at the top and cooler yellow at the at the no what's it 
warm purple it so what she does is she uses a warm purple lighting at the top and a cool yellow at the bottom i've just worked it out yeah the warm comes forward so if she's using warm colors at the top it's going to push the face forward the cool color at the bottom is going to push the so in other words what she's doing is via the lighting she's pulling the character's face forward that's quite that's quite a powerful thing that so she's used coloured lines to emphasise the, what do you call it, the face. She's also used, what's it, what she called it, flushed pink to pull the features forward. She's also using the coloured lighting to pull it forward as well. It's quite cool. What else are we putting down here? Oh, look. So what I said was, I said she used a, a purple at the top and a yellow at the bottom which is complimentary i said I, I asked myself did she know she did this and i said of course she did <laughs> of course she did yeah nothing nothing is ever she she knew she knew what she was doing here like she didn't she didn't mention that but she she just knew it it's quite cool that's basically it for me this is one of the best processes of creating a character that i've i've, I've looked at it's such a fun process from start to finish and the amazing thing is it didn't do any writing which is quite quite amazing that so well that's it really well let's go back to the little takeaways see if there's anything really if i had three words to sum this up well let's do four i would i'd put fun the whole thing was fun actually there's loads of words i'd use the word fun planning risk taking what no what's that word what's that word experimenting yeah fun planning very experimental simple sexy and subtle <laughs> i like that that's basically it doing <laughs> little dennis has said it's time time is up on this one i really hope you enjoyed that i thought it was amazing and the thing about this is the the finished artwork is beautiful the the process is beautiful and well the the whole book is just beautiful that's what i think is amazing about it so i really hope you enjoyed it i'm going to do more of these and i think i might go for another one as well because the thing is in this little art book this art book is full of lots of pretty pictures but also there's there's lots of little tutorials as well so another one is called painting with gouache <laughs> oh kitty's died kitty i think she's she's passed out from all the excitement <laughs> but so i'm going to look through, look through the other ones as well because what i love is i absolutely adore peniel orham's what you call it process yeah the way she sort of puts her pieces together is amazing so hopefully well that other one would be amazing as well because this was digital and we saw lots of little digital art tips the other one with the gouache that would be traditional. So it would be actually quite interesting. I might do that next week. It would be quite interesting to compare how Peniel sort of works traditionally versus digitally. So it would be interesting to see if she's got any little tips to make working traditionally, <laughs> traditionally, a lot more sort of... Because in this one she takes a lot of risks, but she's got little tips to, ma to make it not as risky as it, as it could be. I wonder how she's going to do that with the traditional... That won't, I don't know if it'll be next week. It might be next week. But I've got an idea for a new podcast. What I'm going to do is it's going to be called... 
That's what she said, <laughs> which I think is quite funny. What it's going to be is I'm going to, because all through the month, I'm constantly watching lots of videos on YouTube from like wisdom things and stuff, spiritual things. Some of it is art stuff. Most of it is actually spiritual things. And what I thought I'd do is I'd, I'd start, what, I can, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through all my favourite sort of videos. As I'm going through my videos during the month, if something really resonates with me, I'm going to actually pull out a little chunk of that. It'd just be an audio clip or a video clip. I'll put it on the podcast. And then what I did, what the, what the, the episodes when it's, that's what she said, it will be full of lots of clips from other people's videos and things with all the links so you can go and watch it. I think it's going to be amazing. That will either be next week or the week after because I actually quite like the idea of looking at one of um, Peniel's traditional tutorials. So I think I'll do that next week. <laughs> but we'll wait and see. That's part of the excitement. And next week's episode is actually episode 150 as well, which would be quite nice. I don't know if I do anything special, but basically that's it. Oh, I did, I did actually do a live stream this week. Well, last week's podcast, I said I was going to do a live stream this week. And I was going to go through my automatic writing journal. I, I spent about an hour trying to do this live stream. I could not get the audio synced up. It was so bad and I, I couldn't I couldn't work it out. So what I did instead was I recorded the automatic writing as an, a normal video. It came out in three hours, three clips, three hour chunks. And I've actually put them on the, on the YouTube already at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. <laughs> They went out yesterday, so if you go onto the onto my little YouTube, there's also there's a there's a, a playlist called Psychedelics. If you go into that, it's got them all in there. But the the last three videos is me going through my automatic writing journal. I'm talking about point particles, spit how they're spinning and stuff, finding balance. We talk about the pyramids, time machines. There's lots of little diagrams as well. Because a lot of this is quite hard to talk about with words. But if you do little images, like you have, what you do is you do like a little circle with circles coming off it. <laughs> but if you do the images, it's much easier, I think, to understand it. Because I feel like the, the, like the source of the universe is actually shapes and numbers. So a lot of that is actually working with numbers and shapes. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And I am going to try to do a live stream. Well, I'll try again next week. I've got to do. I've got to spend a bit of time working out how to get it working. <laughs> I thought it would just be like easy, but it wasn't. So I did at least try, and well, that's it really. All that's left for this one is this week's little inspirational quote, and it actually comes from the artist Peniel Oram. Oh, did I mention that? Well, I do. Well, yeah, I love her name. I just think her name is really beautiful to look at. It's quite cool. But so this week's little inspirational quote Before you can develop a design, you need to have a clear vision of what you want to create. I love that. Peniel Oram. So what I love about that is it's it's not a case of just Yeah, if you don't know what you're gonna do, you're gonna spend so much time like faffing about really. <laughs> so what you gotta do is before you even start well that's the thing. If you're doing that faffing about, you're wasting. You're, I don't know if you're wasting time, but you're you're using a lot of energy and time, with, which may not have any results. Like for instance, the way she works is she plays around at the beginning with a, with a to get her idea out. She's not 
she's not really investing a lot of time or energy in, at, at that phase. But what it's doing is she's finding her, she's finding her vision basically. She's she's finding her vision without sort of without sort of wasting time and energy, so that later on when she puts a lot of time and energy in, the foundation has been solid because she she's got her vision solid at, right at the start. So I love that. I love that as well because it goes into a lot of the other articles. They all they all say about like thumbnails and stuff. So it's the early phase. I feel like the early phase of drawing is the most important. And the good thing about that is that's when you're you're carefree. It's a lot. It's a lot less risky at that point because it's all sketchy. And it doesn't really matter. So the good thing about this is when it starts, when you start getting into the more details, it's building on top of a solid foundation which I think is quite amazing. So this week's little inspirational quote, before you can develop a design, you need to have a clear vision of what you want to create. Peniel Oren.